radio. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is that good men do nothing. God does not want evil to triumph. He has never wanted evil to triumph. So he has always called, equipped, and sent prophets to his people. In the first reading we hear the calling of the prophet Ezekiel. God said, look, these people of mine, they're rebellious, they're turning away from me. I'm calling you, I'm going to send you to speak my words to them. They may not listen, but whether they do or not, at least they will know that there is a prophet amongst them. When we hear the word prophet, sometimes we think someone who tells a future. Prophets can do that, but what a prophet is, what a prophet does, is they speak the words of God. They are the presence of God to the world. Now, there were a number of prophets in the Old Testament, some greater known, some lesser known ones. But in the New Testament, things changed. What Jesus Christ did and what he has done in his church through baptism and especially confirmation is to make every single one of us a prophet. The Second Vatican Council in his document, Lumen Gentium, that's the document on the church, Lumen Gentium means the light of the nations, says that every baptised person, by virtue of their baptism, is a priest, prophet and king. Through our baptism, God has called each one of us to be a prophet. He's equipped us to be a prophet and he has sent us into the world. We have no excuse. God is calling us. One of my favourite saints who shows this prophetic um, mission is Pier Giorgio Frossati. Um, Pierre was born in Turin in 1901. He, from very wealthy parents, fairly lax in their faith. Actually, his father was very anti-Catholic, really. He was raised in this, but he had a faith right from childhood. Um, when once a mother and a little boy knocked on the door um, begging for some food, he gave them the food, but he saw that the little boy had no shoes, so he took off his own shoes and gave them to the little boy. Um, when they got ready for dinner, he'd have to be dressed immaculately, so he'd go to his room, get ready for dinner, and then, as Pierre liked to do, he would slide down the banister, they would hear his feet stomp on the ground, and then a pause before he came in. The pause was because he would say grace before he came into the dining room because his family didn't pray. He was always praying together. He had arranged with the gardener, so he tied a string to his toe out the window so the gardener in the early morning would pull on the string to wake him up so he'd get up in time to go to Mass and often he'd go to Mass before he had to do his daily things. He didn't get much money, pocket money from his father, as wealthy as he was, but the little he did get was always given to the poor. Uh, the money for his train ticket he would give to the poor and he would run into town and back instead. He was not so intelligent, but very good at sports. He loved mountain climbing and any other sport, really. He would spend a lot of time with his friends doing these things, but as he would get together with his friends, he would encourage them to pray. He would invite them to the sacraments. Um, 
He used his prowess at pool to make bets with people. If you win, I'll give you whatever. If I win, you come to mass with me. When he died at the age of 24 in 1925 from polio, his family expected all the wealthy people of the town, all their friends and family, to be there. But what happened shocked them. The streets were lined with the poor people of the town who Pierre had met here or there, whom he had looked after, whom he had helped in various ways. What he had been able to do in his 24 short years was incredible. But he said, charity is not enough, we need social reform. He spent every energy he had to look after people in the small things he could do, but in the big things he could do as well. He started a newspaper. He was very vocal against the fascists at the time. He started a movement based on the social teachings of the church. He wanted to change the world. And he did it every moment he could. He was a true prophet, as we are all called to be. One of my least favourite quotes ever is preach always and when necessary use words. One of the reasons I don't like it is because St Francis, who apparently said it, never said it. It's only from the 1990s actually, when it first appeared. And yes, it's got truth to it. We should be preaching by our actions is what it's saying and that's absolutely true because if we speak words without the actions behind it, they're just empty words and they're a the opposite of a good witness. But so often it's used as an excuse to not have to say anything because we're too scared to. And that is wrong. Just think, for example, what is the world like? It's as if we're all in the desert, dying of thirst, trying to dig holes with little ponds of dirty, contaminated water and trying to quench our thirst on that. Yet, God has come to us and revealed to us a great fountain of living water that never runs dry. And when we find it, our souls are quenched. That thirst we have is satisfied. Yet there are so many of our brothers and sisters who haven't yet found this living water. We go walking around, they might see these guys look a bit um, hydrated. That's great. But are they going to know that we've found the living water unless we tell them and invite them to come to it? We have to speak as well as show by our actions. If we don't go out, if we sit there by that spring of water and think, this is great, I've got it all okay, is that enough? How cold-hearted, how selfish are we if we're not going out and inviting everyone we can find to this wellspring this fountain of living water. Come and find what we have found. You don't have to drink the contaminated, dirty water that we were drinking before. And you might say, oh, Father, come on. I'm weak. I can't do that. I mean, I'm scared of what they might say of me. What did they say to our Lord? His own brethren. Who's this guy? Where did he get all this stuff? They didn't believe him. They may not listen to us either. But is that an excuse that we shouldn't speak for fear? 
And perhaps we're weak. But what is St. Paul saying today's second reading? It is when I am weak that I am strong. Because I will rely not on my strength, but God's strength working through me. If you're weak, that's great. Go. Anyway. Because if you don't go, what chance do they have? For the triumph of evil. The only thing necessary is that good men do nothing. Will our brothers and sisters know that in this parish there are indeed prophets? As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.